You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good Tuesday? It's Tuesday. I didn't realize it was Monday yesterday because I was, that's, we didn't have a podcast yesterday. That's on me. I forgot. I didn't know what day it was. I know I was like planning on having one on Sunday, get done with the game, and ended up being too late to record one after I got everything done with from the game. And and then I was like, all right, good little Saturday. Here we go into, into Sunday. Didn't happen. Somebody needs to buy me a calendar, apparently, because I have no idea. I, I Until I just said it Tuesday, I didn't even realize it was Tuesday. That's where we're at. Welcome to the off season. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk football at the beginning. We're going to talk basketball in the middle. And we're going to talk Ward Manual at the end because we spoke with him today. I didn't speak with him personally. I had nothing to ask personally. but. He spoke for 40 minutes, so that was a very long one. We'll get into that a little bit here in the end. But let's start off with some football stuff. Um, so, obviously, Michigan's in full spring practice. Have I checked in with anybody? Kind of, but not really. Like, I didn't get any names. I didn't. I just I ran into somebody. Uh, so, that, the, the forceful get inside info type stuff. So, that's... That's a really good thing, obviously. But like I said, I'm, I'm I'm not really in the inside info business unless it comes to me anymore. That's just where I'm at. We'll we'll reassess down the road, but that's just where we're at in general. I don't really have as much of a need for it as I did when I was at a place that you know had subscriptions and such. Uh, so anyhow, uh, like I said, I ran into somebody and they gave me kind of the skinny of. Particularly, I, I, I asked about the defensive staff and was like, are, you know, what are what are your thoughts about these wholesale changes? And what have you seen so far in the spring practice? Because this is someone that is inside that building. And they were like, you have no idea how good it is right now. Not saying like suddenly it's going to be incredible or whatever, but it, it, all those things that we've been hearing about, like. Right, like last week, Aiden Hutchinson says, like there is an energy that is unmatched right now. You hear Harbaugh say the same type of thing, and you hear, uh, Mike, you know, Mike McDonald, you know, talk about you know the amount of energy they're bringing. And honestly, like that is the type of thing that I do. I do normally like. I was chalking it up to just being like, what you know, what else are they going to say? Well, it's pretty much same old, same old. Hopefully, we aren't as bad defensively as we were last year. You know. I think everyone's kind of gotten, you know, used to and slightly, I'm not going to say like tired, but skeptical of the what's happening in spring or fall camp. But unprovoked, the response is the energy is insane. And everyone's bought into what's being sold right now. Like this looks so much different, so much better on the defensive side of the ball from what we have seen the last couple of years. Like everyone's very enthusiastic. So like all of the reports 
you know, and I say reports, I just kind of mean things coming out of these press conferences and which I'm part of here. Uh, they're true. Supposedly. I believe, I believe this person's account. Let me put it that way. I don't think they're, they're not telling me cause they're like, go write this, get us, get this pub out there. This is friend to a friend, right? This is someone saying, you know, saying like, it, it's, this is legit. Like you can, you can trust it. It wasn't me being like, Hey, I've heard this. Can you confirm or deny? This is just proffered to me. And the next thing they said is if we would have had this staff a couple years ago, things would have been a whole lot different. This move should have been made years ago. Y'all know what I said about Don Brown. I think that that, that, that that's a prevailing thought, right? So I, I just think that they have the personnel as much as like, it seems you look and you say, well, the cupboard isn't as full as it was 2016, 2017, 2018. It, it isn't I, that much. I will admit to you. It isn't as full as that. You still have some really good personnel on a lot of unproven, but look, look at, look at it this way where you look and say, well, that's an unproven four star. It's like, well, there are a lot of teams that do a lot more with a lot less. And I understand we're all very jaded as to what Michigan can and can't do. It's funny how quickly the defense suddenly became a thing that no one had trusted, where for the longest time it was, well, at least the defense is going to be able to do this. And now that's not quite the case. So with that in mind, I mean, there's, we'll see what happens. But just having that report, and I say report, I mean, it being reported to me, and I am now reporting it to you, I feel a bit more confident that they can do at least what I said I want to see, which is go somewhere from where they were this last year, around 80th in the country, right there on the bottom third, the rung of that, or bottom quarter, whatever, however you want to state it, halfway up to where they were beforehand, which was top 10 or 11 if you're looking at 2019. Still a lot to, to figure out there as far as the pieces. Now, I found it interesting that when we, when I, when we talked to Mike McDonald last week, some of the names that he brought up as, as guys that were standing out as leaders to him. Uh, when he mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, of course, that makes absolute sense. Josh Ross, another guy that makes absolute sense because he's a team captain. Say what you will or whatever about how he looked on the field last year wasn't great. He looked a heck of a lot better in 2018. So I'm willing to kind of give some guys some passes like that. But then he mentioned Brad Hawkins, and uh, I think that's great to hear. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about what's happening with the rest of the secondary and obviously not hearing Daxton Hill. He's going into his you know junior year, I guess technically redshirt sophomore, not even really just not even technically redshirt sophomore, whatever. He's got, he's a sophomore essentially because last year was free not that he's you expect him to be around for five years but that in mind i want to hear more about him i want to know how those corners are doing and i want to see how they figure out this whole linebacking situation so there's a lot that i want to know that we don't know but we are still relatively in the infancy of spring football and hey guess what it's a good it's a good thing that they have it going right now because i think i saw something about ohio state was Ohio State getting paused or was it another school? I can't remember. 
or it got pushed back to like another week. It's going to be like March 19th before they start. So I, I don't think it was Ohio State. Maybe it was. I can't remember. I read a lot of things. <laughs> so at least now you, you feel like they got the jump this time. If something weird were to happen, at least you, you're in good standing. So that's the good thing. All right, let's move on to basketball. This is an action-packed show as far as amount of topics that we are going to hit. So uh, let's get to that. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence in the bedroom. That is right. Now, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at the fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? All done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here? Guess what, Blue Chew's uh, Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and to ship direct, and guess what? It's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence when it comes time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's, again, uh, put in promo code locked on on BlueChew.com. Receive your first month free, and we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Next up, I got to tell you a little something about BetOnline.ag. Y'all know how much I love this service. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, but on whatever your heart desires. Real-time updated odds, perhaps on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to BetOnline.ag to sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with your first deposit, however you want to say that. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's continue on, and let's talk a little bit about basketball the one and two Michigan Wolverines as far as their last three games heading into the big 10 tournament uh do we know what's happening with Eli Brooks Juwan Howard did not know as of yesterday morning we spoke to him in the morning so inconclusive that doesn't seem like it's a great sign uh like I've said before I'm not a basketball insider so I have no I, I I've I've had next to no inside info on basketball. Football, at least, like, generally, hey, I can probably go get something if I need it. Basketball, not so much. So, uh, that said, not sure what's going on with Eli. That's obviously worst-case scenario coming out of yes of uh, this weekend's game, um, more so than the loss. I find it weird, and this is one of the things, um, and apologies to him in advance for not clearing this with him, but, like, uh, Trent Noop, my writer for Wolverine's Wire, texted me, you know, like right before the game, and it's like I just am not 
I'm not amped up about this, right? Like we've we've already seen Michigan win the Big Ten tournament. We've already seen them play and handily beat Michigan State. I kind of feel like that was the case, right? And I almost felt like that was the case even just for the fact that, you know, for this Michigan basketball team, they weren't hustling the same way. Now, the thing that was really, I thought, good coming out of the game, the only thing maybe, is that they at least got those assist numbers back up. It took them a minute. But eventually, they started being more unselfish with the basketball again. But there was a lot that just made you kind of question what was going on. Obviously, foul trouble really came and haunted the bigs. But uh, again, right? But we wanted to really see, it's like, again, where's the mismatch? Well, Hunter Dickinson versus the field. And Hunter did not have a good game. And it just seemed like Hunter didn't really get an opportunity to have a good game as well. Uh, outside of that, a lot, a lot of things just weren't falling. There was just a lot of the hustle plays. I mean, everything that Tom Izzo said after game one of, like, I didn't like the hustle, and everything that Juwan Howard said after game uh, game one of, like, I love the hustle, those sides clearly reversed. And you let MSU stay on the bubble. It's not an ideal situation. It's not the worst thing in the world, right? But I mean, it doesn't feel very good to lose to a rival, and I think that you could you could feel the anger more. So it's like, yeah, we don't really care about this game. That's why I brought that up. It's like kind of like this, you know what? Who who really cares about this? It doesn't really matter. And then it happens, and it goes south, and it's like, oh, guess what? It really matters. But the biggest part, honestly, to me, is that you lost Eli Brooks. The second part is there's an opportunity that you would have had, much like two years ago, where you could have faced him down three times and beat him three times because uh, that's what ended up happening, right, a couple years ago. And it would have been nice to repay that favor against the rival. So I'm curious, though, going forward, speaking of the Eli Brooks thing, because uh, we've seen how detrimental this team it is to this team when Eli Brooks isn't there. We They've now lost two games in which he was not a factor at all of the three but equally as disconcerting is that you've had two games where effort was a problem out of the three and and the three losses and all three losses effort was a problem now the good news is is we've rare, we've only seen effort be a problem for three games the bad news is they've lost all of them because even like games where i felt like michigan didn't play well like, like iowa at least the first half of Iowa, Indiana. Some of those games where I look at them, I'm like, well, Michigan didn't play particularly well. At least the effort was there. At least it felt like it was a team, right? It just seems like, you know, and I think we still saw it in this Michigan State game, this this group that starts to kind of get in its own head and starts to try to do the one-on-one -on -one ball. They got away from it, which was, I think, really encouraging. But... uh Nonetheless, it also didn't help, and this was brought up in the post game. This is something that I I noticed while it was happening, uh, but just the fact that they went on long dry spells offensively, and while they were doing that, like Michigan State would, it was like Michigan State chose when it was going to have its run and when it wasn't, and its runs all the runs always coincided with Michigan. It was a very weird situation where it's just all the runs always were at the same time, so Michigan could never really claw back into it. A lot of really good defensive plays that just didn't get home. But 
I think Michigan will be fine. They are favored by betonline.ag to win the Big Ten tournament, but I think without Eli Brooks, that that could pose an issue. I don't know that I would pick them if, without Eli Brooks. If he's not in, and then I don't know if uh, if they can can do it. Uh, just I just think it's that much of a change, you know, change to the complexion of what this team is capable of. I mean, I think I shouldn't say can they can do it. I just don't know that they will. You put it that way. All right, that's going to do it for basketball talk. We'll touch for a couple minutes on Ward Manuel, what he had to say here in a moment. But first, I want to talk a little bit about Built Bar. Y'all know how much I love Built Bar. How many times have I put my money where my mouth is when it comes to Built Bar? I have bought so many boxes. I need to buy another box because I'm almost out of my last one. So my uh, dark chocolate cookie dough. Man, those are delicious. Now I want one. That's the problem. I talk about these and I want them. And now, if you don't know about Built Bar, you're new, new to listening to Lockdown Wolverines podcast or whatever reason, you just live under a rock here. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. High protein, low calorie, low carb. It's just absolutely delicious. Doesn't stick to your mouth. It's not gritty like a typical protein bar out there. And I have bought more boxes than I know what to essentially count at this point. I guess I could go to my email and try to figure it out, but I've bought like seven or eight at this point on top of the, you know, occasionally the, you know, for promotional consideration, they send, send me some stuff. So I have consumed a giant amount of built bar and I continue to, that should tell you what you need to know. Go to builtbar.com, put in promo code locked on, get 20% off that next order. Builtbar.com promo code locked on 20% off of that next order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Let's finish out a couple minutes about Ward Manual. Ease back into these here. Um, so we spoke with Ward Manual for 40 minutes. A lot of it was stuff that I just, like I've said, I don't care about. Like, like I, I understand I should care about financials and contract type stuff. I just generally don't. It just doesn't really appeal to me for whatever reason. It just, you know, I, for some, it's funny. Cause like I've said this to, in, to myself before, uh, for a, someone whose job is to be curious. Sometimes I'm terribly incurious and it depends on what it's about. Right? Like I, I am extremely curious about things like football position battles, right? Like who's going to win what? who's doing well where, what freshmen are standing out. That's the type of stuff that gets me going. Like how Michigan's going to get back, how long, what the time frame is before it gets back into the black. I Honestly, I couldn't care less for the most part. Cause, but here's the good news. This, they, they are. <laughs> they're going to get back, as Ward said, uh, and it's going to take about five to ten years. He said think of it kind of like a mortgage. That's just kind of where they're at. They've taken out a loan and stuff like that. They'll get back. Um, 
said about 28 to 29 million goes towards scholarships out of the 80 million that they essentially need to accrue to, I think that was to break even. So that's where they're at as far as that's concerned. The good news is, is he said that fans, they're expecting to be able to welcome back fans. They just don't know how many. And a lot of it's going to depend on state and county guidelines, right? Who knows where the state, you know, what's going to be allowed in the state of Michigan in August, right? Because like if this was Texas, I think we could we could all agree that they would be this would be 107,501 packed in, right? But it's not. We we just got to 50% capacity in restaurants. So that's uh which is behind what any any other surrounding state has. So that's uh there's going to be a lot riding on on that. Now, interesting bet that a couple of friends of mine have from the cigar uh, lounge here that I like to go to, La Casa. Uh, one of them said that, you know, they put they placed a bet, and one of them said, one uh, within one year, Michigan will be what you know. So basically, sometime in the next calendar year, you'll have a full stadium. Uh, and the other one said, not for three years at least. And they asked, what do you think after they made this bet? And I said, I'm not counting on this year, but I would bet by next year. So it sounds like we're on our way to that. I think the most interesting thing, though, that came from the Ward Manual thing was the talk about Jim Harbaugh. If, obviously, if you've been listening here for a while, I've told you forever. This was going to be a situation where this was a situation where Ward wasn't concerned and Jim wasn't concerned. It was going to get done, which is what Ward intimated today. He had no backup plan. It was, you know, we'll we'll have the conversation and see where it goes. And that's what happened. They had the conversation and it got done. So for all of the people that were acting like Jim Harbaugh was on his way out, whether it be of his own volition or Ward looking at other options. Today's maybe not a good day for you. You were thinking that Jim Harbaugh was going to be maybe around for one year. You're going to be back in the same boat next year. Today's also probably not a very good day for you because Ward said that he is willing to be patient with what's going on with him. Said like, you know, hey, we just revamped the staff. This is a rebuild of sorts. So, you know, does things don't go well this year? We'll do like we do every year. Sit down and, and talk about where it is, where it can go. He's like, I'm not going to make a snap decision based off of one year. And I know there's a lot of people out there that say, one year? This is his seventh if he doesn't do good in his seventh year, that's not boding very well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's fair because you just completely changed staffs for the most part. But I think this is it, right? Personally, like, I was on team, give him another year. I, I mean, I think if it's like three and nine, then I mean, it's, I mean, I think that's unsalvageable, and I would imagine that's how Ward would see it. I would imagine, and this is what I said before, I said this on the M Zone and 
got looked at like I was crazy. If Michigan goes like six and six, I think he's just fine. And I'm not saying that that's fine. I'm just saying in the eyes of the AD. Now, on top of that, however, Ward did say when it comes to short and long-term expectations, winning is what is priority number one. So at some point, this is has, it has to rectify itself. All I'm going to tell you right now, my advice at this point, if you are hearing this and your blood is boiling because you want more, just wait. Don't, don't take the words today as gospel because things can change. Don't, don't anticipate that it is going to fail because it might not. I would like to remind you, after going 3-9 and nine in 2016 and 4-8 and eight in 2016, Michigan State and Notre Dame both reached double-digit wins the next year. If my memory serves with Notre Dame. Two years later, Notre Dame was in the playoffs after going 4-8. and eight. Brian Kelly had a very similar retool. Out with all the old, in with a bunch of young. So I think that if you're in the complete anti-Jim Harbaugh train, I mean, you just got to hope for, I mean, if you love Michigan, don't you want to see Michigan do good no matter what? You hope for the Notre Dame trajectory or Michigan State's one year before they fell completely into mediocrity. We'll see what happens. At least the energy thing is real, that there is an excitement and things are seemingly going well in spring ball on the defensive side, which is the only side I had an opportunity to ask about. All right, that'll do it for us today. We'll be back on Wednesday and then the mailbag Thursday, and uh, and then I'm assuming Friday we'll get into something. I'm not sure if we'll do it before or after uh, the game on Friday, but we'll figure that out. Anyway, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.